Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another episode of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and in just a few minutes, I'll be bringing Devang Patel on from Virtus Wealth Solutions. He'll be joining us, after all, he is the star of our show, uh, for another wealth management-related discussion. That's what we do here on the show. Today, we've got a really cool topic that we're going to be diving into. I'm sure you've heard us discuss this idea of a trust, or a private trust, rather, in episodes past. But today, we're really getting knee-deep into this idea of what really is a private trust company. There's a lot of options, a lot of strategies that can be utilized within the private trust company that Devang is going to shed some light on for us today uh, that I, you know, I think that will be, uh, you know, re- relatively eye-opening for a lot of our audience today. You know, some wealthy families out there, they have assets and trusts that, you know, they, you know, they can get through maybe professional or corporate trust companies. Um, but for some of these people setting up a private trust company, could be a beneficial circumstance for them. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Devang Patel on to get today's conversation rolling. Devang, good to see you. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Ryan. Great to see you again. Yeah, it's great to great to be back here sitting down with you for the show today. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into this private trust company thing today. Uh, Devang, one of the more interesting ways uh, that you're seeing some wealthy families these days address some you know, certain financial needs or concerns is through this idea or through this use of a private trust company. Talk to me about uh, these types of trust companies that exist. Ryan, a private trust company is set up specifically to work and serve a single family. The idea behind the private trust company is generally to help a wealthy family with estate planning and often succession uh, business succession concerns if there is a business run family involved which most of the times we find there is one private trust companies can also help with wealth and investment management which is also something uh, most families need sure sure so devang talk to me about the appeal here what's the appeal of going with maybe a private or excuse me a private trust company instead of let's say you know a professional trust company or maybe even just having an individual act as a, a trustee for you what's the appeal here great question ryan uh, we see three main reasons why private trust companies are especially appealing to some wealthy families in certain situations number one is investment performance issues if a family is unsatisfied with returns that are being generated by the public trust company they are working with currently, they may decide it's worth it to them to pursue potentially better results via a private trust company. Number two would be consolidation and coordination. A private trust company allows a family to combine its various assets in one place. Like we like to say, keep it simple by accumulating everything you have into one box. This can also make it easier for family to coordinate the administration of trust across generations. What we see, Ryan, is families will typically have multiple trust with multiple beneficiaries so this is really a helpful feature it can also help the family as a whole be better aware of new development in different family members lives that could impact the family's financial situation and respond more quickly if something uh, changed and we need to make existing strategies a little bit different than what they currently are and finally trust consistency trustee consistency and permanence by setting up a private trust company the family creates more a uh, permanent trustee capable of adjusting to the family's changing relationships. I live in a joint family, Ryan, and I know things change over time. Mm-hmm. Without such an arrangement, the wealthy family may need to rely on individual trustees. What we find is normally they end up dying or becoming unable to do their job as a trustee or corporate trustees that run risk of being merged into other financial institutions. 
as uh, changing business models or simply go out of business. As Ryan, you and I have seen many banks consolidate or just go away in the last decade alone. Mm-hmm. In contrast to that, a private trust company's board of directors is composed of trusted professionals of different ages, which is very important, and tenures mm-hmm. who have a very deep understanding of the family and what matters to its members, as each family is different. The result is almost like an institutional memory that can better ensure that decisions made today reflect the intent and objectives and values of the family. Got it. So, th- so three really big things to consider there, Devang. I-, I mean, you're knee deep in this process on a regular basis with your clients. Maybe uh, would you ha- happen to have any additional reasons that maybe somebody should go this route? Maybe even call them secondary benefits uh, that private trustee company or private trust companies that is uh, could deliver for an individual or a family. Absolutely. Even though uh, these three reasons are often the biggest drivers, they're not the only ones. The most important thing people with wealth want is flexibility. With a private trust company, a wealthy family may have additional flexibility and control over their decision making. And I know most family uh, patriarchs uh, love the decision making piece. This occurs because the wealthy family may be able to choose who is on the board of directors of the private trust company. Policies and procedures can be drafted to meet the specific needs and wishes of the family members. Related to this idea of just being able to make better decisions for your family, when there are meaningful family-owned assets, such as a privately held business interest held in a trust, a private trust company may be able to make decisions that are highly attuned to the family's best interest at any given moment. And if the board includes various technical specialists, such as lawyers, accountants, and wealth managers, who know the family members and their assets extremely well, better decisions may be made that would be, then it would be if a corporate trustee, trust company were involved. Sure. So Devang, this next question might be a little bit off the cuff, but you know, would you say that a private trust company, maybe a benefit to a given family uh, would be... well, I guess I should ask, would a private trust company be able to work with families on maybe their personal and more so non-financial concerns at all? Or is it or is it mainly financial all the way across the board? Uh, to some ex- extent, yes, but they are really not going to be at the level of something like a single family office that may uh, walk your dogs or procure aircrafts for you. Mm-hmm. They will work with your you and your family to help foster and communicate shared financial values across multiple generations of a family. Okay, good to know. So then if it's coming across multiple generations of a family, I would wager to say then that heirs, you know, would be able to then benefit from a private trust company too. Am I correct in saying that? Absolutely, Ryan. A major concern of most wealthy families is how to empower the younger generations. Private trust companies provide a multitude of possibilities around multi-generational engagement and education for family members to be involved in the management of the trust. This ties into perpetuating the wealth, uh, wealthy family's mission and values. With a private trust company, future inheritors can be educated on the workings of the family by participating in activities such as board meetings, which are really powerful. The degree to which future heirs are involved can be determined by each family. This is often not the case with institutional trustees. 
Got it. So Devang, there's one part of this that I want to, I want to touch on. And that's, it's this idea of, of privacy. I mean, we've seen so many instances and we've talked about it on this show is the idea of how uh, a lot of wealthy families are concerned with keeping their wealth. And of course, you know, family interests and issues shielded from the public or prying eyes. How, how does a, a, you know, a public or a private trust company play into this idea of privacy for a family? That's an excellent point, Ryan. Privacy may be actually enhanced with a private trust company, in my view, because the wealthy family can often control the flow of information. For example, there are likely to be fewer people aware of what's happening with the wealthy family than there would be if the family used a corporate trustee. Also, the people chosen to be on the board, for instance, are likely to have strong loyalty to the wealthy family. Additionally, using a private trust company may make it more difficult to pierce the corporate veil in regulated states. In some cases, private trust companies are not dealing with the same reporting requirements as the public trust companies are. Thus, the wealthy family might be better able to maintain the confidentiality of their information. Okay, good to know. So Devang, given that private trust companies uh, you know, tend to focus on serving individual families, would you say that that tends to make them more costly or expensive to run as a whole? It does. Uh, flexibility and customization does come with a cost. Suddenly, mm-hmm. the cost of creating and running a private trust company can be sizable. For example, like setting up a private trust company could potentially require an upfront infusion of capital that may add up to several hundred thousand dollars or more. There are also always legal costs, registration fees that might hit tens of thousands of dollars, and then ongoing costs such as office space, salaries for any staff, regulatory reviews, and so on would be some constant expenses. Because of all this, we do see that families that often opt this route are typically significantly wealthy. Okay, Roger that. My my hunch was confirmed. Uh, but no, hey, Devang. So we've thrown a lot at our audience today in regards to the you know the ins and outs of the private trust company, the benefits that come with it, who might be the right fit for this type of of route. Uh, that being said, how should families who might want to consider utilizing a private trust company, especially after hearing our conversation today, how might they want to proceed and and take the first step forward in getting this process established? Uh, They should certainly have a level-headed look at cost and a comparison between the cost of a private company and the cost of hiring a non-private company Mm. should be the key parts of the evaluation process uh, for any family who's considering this route. And keep in mind that it may be possible to reduce some cost. A well-organized, streamlined private trust company that focuses on a family's key needs may be able to run with a lower cost structure. If the professionals are outsourced, which in this day and age is very normal, or hired only when the needed, staff and payroll cost might be mitigated somewhat. Ultimately, private trust companies aren't for everyone, not even for every family that is wealthy enough to set up and maintain one. That said, they offer intriguing benefits and potential advantages over the more common approach of using a non-private professional trust company, in my view. It's an option that some wealthy families should at least have on their radar screens as they seek to make smarter decisions about their money. Roger that. Uh, Devang, for for any of those in our audience today that have, uh, you know, uh, this conversation might be resonating with them. And maybe let's say they're interested in reaching out to you and your team over at Virtus Wealth Solutions. Maybe just talk a little bit more about whether or not the private trust company might be a good fit for them and their their given financial circumstances. How would you say is the best way they should go about reaching out to you and your team uh, to get in touch and set up what that conversation would look like? 
Yeah, so uh, our email address uh, for me is uh, dpatel uh, at waterswellsolutions.com. It's also our contact information is on our website. They should set up what we call a stress test where we go through uh, key elements of their plan and then we address any specific questions that they have like private trust company and we'll be able to guide them better. Good to know. And, and for those that are curious of what that stress test might look like, Devang and I covered that in a prior episode of our show. So I'd recommend circling back and checking out that episode if you're curious of what the ins and outs of that stress test look like. But uh, it really is a great you know, jumping off point or leaping point uh, to get that process rolling with you guys. So thank you for sharing that, Devang. And hey, look, thank you for carving some time out of your day to be with us. Uh, you know, I know you're a busy guy and uh, it's great to have you aboard to kind of share uh, you know, the ins and outs of what this conversation looks like when you are sitting across the table with your clients talking about private trust companies and whether or not they're a good fit. So all in all, we appreciate you and your time and I'm looking forward to having you back on the next one, Devang. Thanks, Ryan. Have an awesome day. All right, you too, Devang. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment to thank you, of course, our audience for jumping aboard today's show. If you enjoyed today's conversation, maybe you took something away from it, do us a favor, subscribe to the show, whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then of course, share this information with friends, family, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations. At the end of the day, we're diving into different wealth management discussions on this show. We've got some great topics queued up for episodes to come. We would hate to have you miss out on any potentially beneficial information. So for Mr. Devang Patel, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long today. We appreciate you once more for joining us on today's edition of Planning Wisdom of the Super Rich. <laughs>